0: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.
1: There I was completely
2: wasting out of work and down.
3: Coming to political studios, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you, guys. Hanging out, missing of the show, you go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. We'll have it up there for you tomorrow morning. You might be listening to us on your iHeartRadio app. Uh, Tune in, racetalkradio.com. You can't get away from us, or, of course, one of our many affiliates across the country. Robert Height, NHRA Funny Car winner, and now your points leader. Can't get away from this guy. Joining us here in the Freak Nation, a big, big win in Charlotte. And, Robert Height, you do it against teammate Courtney Force. Will, does this provide, like, some awkward congratulations from her dad, John Force, at times?
4: <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. You know, but John's, John's a professional about this. He, he understands the situation, and he, you know, made the best car win. So um, now there might be a bunch of 12 and under girls around the pits that I've got to watch out for because all those fans of Courtney probably want to lynch me. That's a good point, though.
2: Robert Height, define your fan.
4: I think I'm, I'm, I appeal more to the hardcore racers that, uh, you know, like guys that can work on cars and understand how to build a car and, you know, kind of like the Tim Wilkerson's and, you know, Mark Oswald's and the, the guys of old, Dell Worsham, that, uh, you know, understand the car.
3: So it's, it's the fans that maybe shower once a week Brush your teeth about twice a month. Oh, stop. Is that right? <laughs> what? B.S. <laughs> no, that's how I am, Cratcher. I shower once a month.
2: Okay, okay. That is true, by the way.
3: <laughs> All right. Me too. boy. <laughs> Robert Hutt, your winner from Charlotte, NHRA Funny Car winner, joining Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios. The momentum that a team can get this early on in your chase for the championship, uh, can, can, does this carry over tomorrow into next race? Or once you leave the track, it's done, and you just, look, I just hope we can get somewhere close to this in our next race.
4: Oh, no, it definitely carries over. You know, just the confidence and um, the excitement, the team, you know, their morale. They want to, I mean, they, they can't wait. And that's what I like about this countdown, the way it starts, is we hit three races in three weekends. So we're going to carry this momentum right into next Friday where we start qualifying at, at Reading, Pennsylvania and it's definitely a big deal. But uh, when you can start out the countdown, we went in number two, and you can start out this countdown, and you take out all these hitters early early on. You know, I had a countdown competitor all four rounds today. Hmm. So that tells you right there I had tough races. Matt Hagan, are you kidding me? We had to go up there swinging for the fence first round because you know what they're capable of doing, and we got the win. Go up there against Tommy Johnson, second round. Okay, another guy that's a threat to win the championship, and you get him. J.R. Todd, who's been on a hot streak, and he's driving good. Okay, he leaves well, and all the Coletta cars are starting to really come 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 to life. So, and then my teammate Courtney. Um, I mean, I had my hands full all day long, and I'll be honest with you, we had not been down the left lane all weekend. Okay, we had, we kept lane choice all day, stayed in the right. Till the final, Courtney got lane choice on me, and I honestly thought our, it may be over for us because, we, you know, the left lane was a little tougher. But Jimmy Proc he assured me going up there, he says, this thing will go, okay? And so I was on my game on the starting line, and she had some issues, and, and we got the win. But it, I'd have been pissed off if we hadn't capitalized on all those other guys going out, okay? We needed to win this race, and we got it done. We may not get
2: this chance again. Robert Height, so you've got, this is such a mental game, talking about racing in general, but also specifically NHRA. So you're coming up to the water box. You're coming up to the starting line, and you know you're in a lane you don't like. Even if Jimmy Proc has told you, hey, we got this. This car's going to run on anything. How do you get those mental gremlins out of your head in order to actually make a successful run?
4: You just have to have confidence in your people. And, you know, it probably made it a little easier racing Courtney because, If I'd have lost, we still won as a team, but we really needed to win this race, okay? We needed these extra points. That that round can be huge at the end of the year. So you just got to put that all behind you and see the tree, stand on the gas, and be ready for anything. That's what I kept telling myself. Be ready for anything. If this thing smokes the tires in the left lane like it had in qualifying, okay, be ready to pedal it in case she has trouble. Your mind's going a million miles an hour of all the scenarios, and you just have to be ready for everything.
5: Robert Hyde is the Carolina Nationals winner. Robert, you talked about momentum. You're leading the points as the playoffs get started in the NHRA. But your momentum started in the Western Swing, and you came into the Speed Freaks pits and talked about that. Was momentum important then or now?
4: Uh, momentum's huge, Okay. You could, you saw caps early in the year. I mean, he won six races. Okay. They had it going on. They couldn't do anything wrong. Okay. They just, they kept getting the breaks. They ran good. And it just, things went their way. And Jimmy kept saying, he says, you know, you don't want to have a streak like that too early. Okay. And we were still trying to get our, you know, our combination and our, our act together. And, uh, I'll be honest with you. I screwed up at Brainerd, okay? I made a huge mistake by double-stepping it on the starting line. And now I've got to take that into the biggest race of the year, the U.S. Nationals, and rebound from that. And luckily I did. You know, I I did all right as a driver. We ended up dropping a cylinder second round there, got beat. But um, now it's like, okay, in this countdown, it's still in the back of my mind, okay? don't screw this up. You have a great race car. Okay. These guys work hard. They're doing a great job. Don't screw it up. And you know, that's hard. It's hard to race like that. You know, when you're going up there, trying not to screw it up, you've got to go up there with confidence knowing that you're better than the one, the racer in the next lane, and you're going to beat them. That's the mentality you have to have. And once we got going today, I was able to get that and it, and things just kind of went our way.
5: Robert Hyde is the Funny Car winner at Charlotte. Robert, you talk about wanting to do this win for your teammates. Are you carrying that with you when you go to the starting line?
4: I have, but uh, luckily, you know, once I got going today, I was able to put it behind me and just have
5: confidence, okay?
4: You have to have confidence in your team. You have to have confidence in yourself. And right now I've, I've never not had confidence in this team. They've been really getting it done. And you've got to put that beside, you know, behind you, the confidence in yourself. You just have to believe in yourself. And once you cut a couple good lights, then your confidence gets up, no different than momentum like we were talking about earlier, okay? I'm pretty sure I'll roll into uh, Reading, Pennsylvania, not questioning myself, okay? Just do your job, have fun, believe in yourself, believe you're better than the, the next racer, and, and get it done. So that's momentum.
5: Robert, Hyde, it seems like NHRA is less forgiving. Drag racing is less forgiving than a four-hour stock car race or a four-hour car race. you got four seconds to make up your mind. They could settle in a car and come back from last place. But if you don't make it in those four seconds, you're done.
4: I believe it is. I believe it is. You know, um, everything comes down to the cars are so closely, you know, even, they're the competition level is crazy, but we're all pretty even, and anybody can step up at any time. So, yes, you can go home early, okay? We could go and stumble it at, at Reading, Pennsylvania. If you have a bad lap in NASCAR or IndyCar, I think you have time to make that up. If you have a bad pit stop, okay, you see those guys make it up. I've seen guys, you know, speed on pit row and have to go to the back of the field and come back and win the race, okay? That does not happen in NHRA drag racing okay you're late on the tree you smoke the tires your day is done okay it's over with and it can happen first round and that's devastating in this countdown
3: hey robert i'll wrap it up with this can you walk us through this how before you strap in that car or maybe back in the pits what's the last conversation you have with john force and then what's the first conversation you have with him after a win
4: John and I don't talk a lot about racing. Um, John always comes up to me and talks to me about random stuff, okay? <laughs> and I'll be sitting in the tow vehicle, and I'll be thinking, why do we have to get this out right now? I mean, what's this going to accomplish? And, you know, but that's how he gets the pressure off himself, okay? he That's how it works for him. And sometimes I want to say, well, that really doesn't work for me. But whatever I'm – I'm a, I'm a good employee. I sit and listen, and uh, you know he comes up when he's out. And you know he's you can he always gives you you know a motion, you know, and he always you know pump and hits his chest. And he's always and what he's meaning is you know race from the heart. Okay, believe in yourself, believe in your team, and that right there really gets me fired up. Um, and then it's the coolest thing in the world when John comes down to the other end and congratulates you because. He's proud as a team owner that, you know, our team's got it done today. I will be honest. He probably wasn't as happy today when I beat his daughter as he is normally when I beat a Schumacher car. But he was still pretty pumped up that uh, John Force Racing and Chevrolet got the win today.
6: Robert Hyde, can
3: NHRA just, funny car, winner from Charlotte. Can
2: you picture it all right there as
3: he's telling it to us? <laughs>
2: Robert's sitting in the van, the tow vehicle, <laughs> and here comes John, and you Robert's can, like, you can oh, God, all, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> He's like, "Oh God!" But then I mean, you are—you just said you're an employee, but you're also a son-in-law, and you're also his president. So you—you can—you wear a lot of hats with John.
4: Yeah, I'll say, I'll say. But I'm very fortunate. Um, couldn't ask for a better job, better boss, and yes. uh, wouldn't trade this for anything. It's awesome, Robert. Hi. I want to—I want to thank John. I want to thank John Force for giving me Jimmy Prockback. back. Yes, Right. there you go.
2: And, and we went this whole interview without talking about your proc rocket.
4: Exactly. Yeah, he he is the man. He is the man.
3: Robert Height, uh, I got a feeling we might be talking to you here in the near future, buddy. Thank you for doing this, man.
1: Oh,
4: thank you. I'm excited about going to Reading, Pennsylvania. Yes. Uh, could have great conditions there. And, you know, we've, we've been doing well when the conditions are great, uh, trying to set a lot of records. And trust me, there are 340 miles an hour is out there, and, and we're, we're trying to get it done.
3: 340? That's it? Yeah, that's, that's it. All? Damn. Oh,
1: okay.
3: <laughs> all right, Robert. Jeez. Safe travels, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> you just Can you see, Statman, can you see John Force trying to get Robert Heights' mind off of things and maybe some of the things that John Force is saying what's coming out of his mouth, and he has really no idea what he's saying.
5: <laughs> I think Robert was completely right. I think it's the way John gets it off of his chest and what anybody else does with it that's your problem it's off my chest now you (laughs) deal with it
1: (laughs) oh we
2: need well actually they are working on a show they are working on a behind the scenes show as we speak we found out at the u.s nationals this year john force racing it's not going to be what was that show that was on amc driving force yes it's not going to be like that exactly but Kind of. So maybe we'll see some of these John Force Robert Height conversations that are completely relaxing to John himself and completely nerve-wracking to Robert Height. You know, go
3: back to that. What was it for? What was it called? Driving Force. Driving Force. Well, what was It was, was the that? John.
2: It was the John Force Racing Six, Team reality show. Seven family. years ago. Yeah.
3: Yeah it ten, wasn't actually
2: 10 what yeah i mean we it wasn't up. the
5: ten. precursor to ten reality. years really wow no that way crazy?
2: yeah because it, eric medlin was a part of those shows and they stopped it after eric medlin died holy smokes how crazy ah. is that yeah yeah so actually 11 years ago yeah crazy
3: stat man what how in the hell are we still on this planet we keep surpassing all these freaking numbers
5: what gets me is that you guys are getting older. I mean, what what's that got to do with? You know, I I look in the mirror and see the same guy every day and you guys are getting older. What yeah, I don't know what the world's going on, you know? That's crazy.
6: <laughs> oh,
3: freak <laughs> <So> nation. <true. laughs> it's going to get ugly for some free agent drivers in NASCAR in the 2018 season. That's next. Speed freaks Pierce Lucas all studios Good evening my fellow citizens
5: Several drivers started Sunday's Singapore Grand Prix like their hair was on fire. Sebastian Vettel and Max Verstappen were on the front row when the green flag fell. Daniel Ricciardo and Kimi Raikkonen were on row two. Vettel, Verstappen, and Raikkonen launched toward the first turn. The three came together, sending cars spinning and flying. Fernando Alonso, who would passed five cars at the start, wound up in the middle of the chaos and eventually had to retire. In the middle of all of this was a wet track from a rainstorm right before the start. Lewis Hamilton came out not the big winner, he started fifth and dodged everything to find himself in first place by lap four. He stayed there in front of Ricardo to win the race and jumped from three to 28 points up in his championship fight with Vettel. In Singapore, during the two hours of the race, there were some funny radio transmissions. Drivers were telling their crew to leave them alone, or from one driver a Kurt shut up when the engineer was trying to tell him something about... Performance. Apparently, an evening shower in the streets of Singapore will do that to you. Peace.
7: Speed freaks. Motorsports radio, find. My joints used to kill me. Call Lear Capital now. 800-631-9229. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next? Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide you'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information.
3: Back with Speed freaks on a Sunday night from Lucas Oil Studios. A little bit of Sugar Ray there for you. Coming up in about uh, 10 minutes, Mark McGrath with Sugar Ray. He's going to be here in the Freak Nation. Next hour, we got your IndyCar Series champion, Joseph Newgarden. Yes, champion crowned on the 17th of September. It does happen in motorsports. Also, Christopher Bell, ARCA Series winner from Chicagoland. Also, your points leader in the NASCAR Truck Series. Coming up next hour. Now, I mentioned this, Crasher, Statman, going into the break, how it's going to get freaking ugly for the number of top-tiered free agents in the NASCAR Cup Series.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: For the lack of seats that are available. Think about it. You could start with, well, you know, let me take that back. A number of, I'm not going to say top-tiered drivers. Let's just say, Current full time drivers that don't have seats. Matt Kenseth. we just got the recent news, Eric Almarola.
2: Didn't that came with Danica Patrick news?
3: Danica Patrick. Now has Stuart Haas, Statman Crasher, has Stuart Haas signed Kurt Bush for next year?
2: I don't believe it's official yet. I mean <laughs> he was not renewed. His contract was not renewed earlier this season. It was not renewed for the 2018 season. But look at him. He's been on kind of a tear recently. He has a good shot at these playoffs. How can you not bring a guy back if he makes it into the Final Four this year?
3: Well, Statman, it, they'll bring Kurt Busch back, but don't you think it'll be at a, at a, you know, maybe a fifth or sixth of the of the cost?
5: I think that's the key thing, Kenny, to all of this. The drivers, Kinseth has a championship. Kurt Busch has championships, Uh, Casey Kane is able to win races once in a while. I think the problem is all of these guys that are having problems getting re-signed have old contracts, and those old contracts were written when they were getting $35 million or somewhere in that neighborhood for a season, and now they're getting $35 for a season, so they're going to have to find a way to get drivers to accept uh, the new world order and there will be some guys coming in that are making a lot less money and have the ability to win, like Eric Jones. He's got the ability to run at the front and is making less money. So those are the guys that are going to be around, and some of the high-dollar guys who don't want to take a new contract or lower contract are going to be home.
2: Should we get mad at some of those higher-dollar guys, like a Matt Kenseth or like a Casey Kane, who have been – Possibly to no fault of their own, just the way the sport was from 2001 to about 2012, 13-ish, when you made a lot of money as a driver in this sport. You can't do it now because corporations are not giving you that sponsorship. They're not giving you, like you said, $30 million a year. So drivers aren't making the $10, $12, 15000000 million a year that they used to. But should we fault the drivers for, not wanting, for being so used to big contracts and now not wanting to take smaller ones at the end of their career?
5: If they want to get paid, you're going to have to fault them, or they can start their own teams and scrap for money just like every other car owner. There, it's a new world order in NASCAR, and these you see it every time you look at the empty seats and the uh, the yep. lower TV ratings. And if you can't accept that, then go away. I mean, it's been fun having you, but go away. It, it's not what it used to be, and the owners have to take less money, so you're going to have to take less money.
3: I never fault a person for getting as much as they can. I've never exactly, faulted. Exactly.
2: Some people do though. Some I, fans I, get so right. like we see it in the NFL all the time. But, I can't believe you're switching teams on me just to get another 80 million dollars.
3: Well, <laughs> like, come lo- on people. Loyalty stops the minute you drop out of your mama's uterus. I've never said that in my life, <laughs> oh, but that I no, am going oh, to put that. I am going to put that on the back of a shirt. Wow. Come on, think about it,
5: Statman. You're not (laughs)
2: That's actually ugly sounding.
5: Take that out there. That's a that's a picture that I you put in my head that I'll never be able to get
3: rid of.
1: Right?
5: (laughs) You lose your loyalty
3: son the minute you dropped out of your mama's uterus.
5: (laughs) It takes a guy from Texas to come up with that one.
3: Who was, there you go. Who was, who was standing there as his daughter was born going, I am going to be loyal to you till I die.
2: <laughs> wait, wait. To me or to your, me, your wife, or to your to daughter? To my daughter. <laughs> the yeah. one who's yeah, okay, not going to have any
3: loyalty for the rest of her life. <laughs> as that's my funny. knees are folding and I'm bawling my eyes out, holding a video camera in one hand and a still camera in the other Taking pictures of this incredible birth. <laughs> yeah. No
2: loyalty. Hashtag no
3: loyalty. Oh man, I, that, that's just it. I'm gonna try and sound like that with Henley when she's 12, 13 years old. Listen, the only loyalty you had was to your mama when you dropped out of that uterus.
2: Okay, can we stop saying that? And you then were... she's gonna,
3: she's gonna say, "Daddy." I'll say, "Henley, you're right. I love you, baby. Come over here."
2: <laughs> <laughs> you want my credit card?
5: Yeah, i bet you Crash won't be saying that when she calls her all sorts of names and challenges her. When all the hormones kick in, she's gonna I know. Be, she's gonna send. Go see your father. I don't want to look at you right now. <laughs>
2: She is so stinking cute now with her. I'm sorry. I love you. You look beautiful today. And I'm like, God, I'm going to soak this in. (laughs) Ten years from now, it's going to be non-existent.
3: Freak Nation, coming up next, his name is Mark McGrath with Sugar Ray. A lot of things going on with him, including this 90s music tour that he's fronting. And next hour, your IndyCar Series champion. Coming up, dog. (laughs) The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks.
9: If the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe each time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas' unique formula fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak.
1: Hey,
2: cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to CatspotLitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic Catspot Litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs five pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello? Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it, it contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life, now go save the planet. At catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com.
0: Grab it and hold on tight.
3: I've been talking about it for a while now, finally getting his happy ass in the Freak Nation. And it, take, <laughs> it takes him playing a post-game concert to uh, get this fellow California native via Connecticut in the Freak Nation. What the hell took you so damn long?
1: Dude, I am
10: honored to be part of Freak Nation, finally, and I'm just a little slower. We've been talking about technology and apps and all that stuff. I'm almost 50, so it's almost like fire to me. So, you know, it's like I'm a caveman in fire and technology, but... What matters most importantly is I'm talking to you guys now. You know, I'm part of the Freak Nation now.
3: Sugar Ray's Mark McGrath joining us. Let me take you way the freak back, Holmes. I spent 20 years in Los Angeles. Uh, My first gig moving from Dallas was was with Pirate Radio. Then I was on KLOS for a while, so I don't remember exactly where it was. But there was this little punk-ass band named Sugar Ray at the time, like 93 or 94, that kicked me in the nuts. I thought, holy smokes. Who in the hell are these guys? And I believe it was this song that was a kick in the nuts for me, man. And then, and then all of a sudden, you guys freaking explode with Fly. And I think, is that the same damn band that kicked me in the nuts?
10: You weren't alone in that one, my friend. You know, it's funny, our first record, which had that song on it, which was called Mean Machine, um, was kind of like kids in a candy store learning how to write songs and, and, and really how to play to become musicians. We lied to Atlantic Records back when it was possible, pre technology and pre social media, and said we had 50, 50 songs. You know, we're ready to go. We got a big fan base. We had none of that. We had two songs one was called Lick Me, and the other was called Three Piece and Biscuit. OK
1: <laughs> so
10: What we had to do is learn how to become a band, do that first record. And with that first record, we toured around the world, and believe it or not, it had a little bit of traction in Europe right before that uh, rap metal, new metal was kind of you know starting and raging us machine, and you know, kind of the rap rock thing was happening. We kind of got uh, tagged into that whole deal. And it led us to make the second record. But at the same time, we became better as musicians and songwriters. And I've always loved the Beach Boys as much as I've loved Slayer. So we went, hmm, this chord goes like that, and there's a D7. And what if we wrote a song that actually meant something as opposed to just cars and beer, which are fine? And that song became fly. And uh, having 2,000 people come to your concerts as opposed to having three yeah. felt a lot better. So we kind of kept going down that road a little bit.
3: That's true, because I was—I think I was the third dude there in my KLOS T-shirt watching your happy ass.
10: I'm sure you were. And don't believe—believe believe me, I had so much fun. And if that was the last—if that was the first record we ever did, and we got dropped after that, it would have been fine. But uh, you know, like I said, we still play that song live, "Mean Machine," and and people requested, I mean, they'd rip our heads off if we didn't. So, like I said, we've—we've got our, our feet uh, firmly planted in that Orange County old-school punk rock. Uh, but you know, we're raised by the Beach Boys as well, so. Um, I like to think that you know we just got better at our instruments and just started you know exploring our exploring songwriting.
2: Mark McGrath, you just said we were having fun back then, but don't lie, you're having as much fun now, if not more, with all of these '90s tours that you're doing.
10: Oh, it's ridiculous. You know, it, it, it's,
2: well, it's amazing to have
10: you know four or five songs that really resonated with people. I have folks coming up to me and saying, "Fly" was the first song my kid ever sang. Now, I have seven-year-old twins, and I know how important that means, how important that is. Unfortunately, the first song my kids ever sang was Gangnam Style by (laughs) Psy. So I'll be going to every Psy show for the rest of my life, but we have a few of these songs that mean a lot to people. So we've been able to go on these 90s tours with salt and Pepper, TLC, Naughty by Nature, Biz Markie, All for One, all these great groups. And you put us all together in one night, it's a pretty strong package.
3: When you look at this 90s package, I'm – about six or seven years older than you, and I've gone through that phase of where Bon Jovi is the hit maker in the late 80s, early 90s, and then he goes into classic rock. And then we jump to shark when I start hearing Nirvana on classic rock. <laughs> so when Sugar Ray hit classic rock stations, what the hell were you thinking when you heard that?
10: Well, you know, K-Earth, you know, you spent some time out here in Los Angeles, yeah. and K-Earth has been here for 40, 50 years. It's, it's the staple where, you know, we're... Were like oldies were played, not even classic rock. Oldies. Yes. I'm talking the Beatles, Rolling Stones, The Who, Herman's Hermits, uh, Freddie and the Dreamers. Old school bands, and Fly and every morning is in rotation now. Um, Not not a classic rock station, and all. station bro if you want to you really want to gauge that you're getting older and you listen to the oldie station and your band comes on there now by the way it's twofold because it's the greatest thing in the world that you're still being played but it really is a gauge that my god i'm getting older my god
2: yeah but tell me your twin seven-year-olds don't keep you young oh they
10: really do you know they they i'm running around and i you know it's cool like I, i was walking with my kids today and my my son was skateboarding and he goes dad look at that bird
11: you know, and I'm still jaded and angry and Irish
10: and all that. And I, I stop to look at the bird, and I go, hey, look at that bird. It's beautiful. You know, i seeing things through kids' eyes. Everything's new again, and, and uh, it's really been a joy. You know, and, and my kids happened later in life. I was 42 when I had my kids, so I was on the fence about even having them, and thank God I did, because I'm on a journey again. You know, my, my musical dreams came true, and I was up in the Hollywood Hills about you know eight years ago going, is that it? And I opened for the Stones. I had number one songs. I did a duet with Willie Nelson and run DMC. I'm like, that's it? And I'm like, there's got to be more. And then the, these kids came into my life. I know it sounds cheesy, but, my God, they'll put the value on things real real quick Soon you become a dad. Oh, Especially my gosh. We have twins. You don't <laughs> understand.
2: You are preaching to the choir. Kenny and I are married, and he was in his 50s when we had our daughter, and I'm 45 right now, so I was, what, forty 40- five? 142 when, when I had her. So, yeah, I get it. And I would recommend that for people. I love kind of having a, a, a renewal of life right now in 40s and 50s. Yeah,
10: you that's know, so well said because, you know, you kind of get to, you know, you, you, I was 30s, you know, I was late 30s, 40s, and, you know, the band had its peak and I was in a valley and I'm like, is that, all right, I guess I'm just a, you know, retro 90s dude, which is fine. But I I felt like my dreams, my personal dreams are over. Then you have kids, and now, like, I can't wait to be a grandfather, you know? And, like, there's a whole new set of goals and dreams I have once you have kids. So people out there listening – Freak Nation, if you're on the fence, man, I was one of those guys on the fence. You might want to let your lady push you over it, man. You might, might you might, might find yourself in the best place you'll ever be.
3: Sugar Ray's Mark McGrath. And, again, here I am emceeing gigs at the Red Onion with Rob, freaking zombie, getting, the, getting in the car after a six-pack of beer, driving the canyons, going out to the beach, and not even knowing how the hell I got out there. And, again, that was at 35. And so <laughs> I couldn't imagine having kids at that age, you bastard.
10: Yeah, I know, man. I don't know what happened. You know, it's like I—I I, I got all the crazy stuff out. Thank God. You know, I was—you know—there's a reason why I didn't have kids in my 20s. Yeah. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I've got a little bit of common sense. You know, my 20s and 30s, it was all me. It was tunnel vision about my career, and you know, and once you have kids, as you both know, you are—you're the—you're you're not selfish anymore. You're not even—I'm not even—and in, in a house of four, I'm not even fifth anymore. You know, what I mean, my dog is fit. You know, so I, I, I'm just I. You really learn to be selfless, and if you aren't, if you haven't got your life goals personally out of the way, do not have kids. That's my advice to everybody. But once you've had your party out of the way, you've had enough women or whatever you're into, then, uh, then you're then you're ready. Then you're ready.
3: We were talking so when I watch with
10: Team Mom too, but I watch Team Mom on MTV. I'm like, forget everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Mark McGrath, Sugar Ray, joining the Freaks. We were talking to Drew Stanton, backup quarterback to Carson Palmer, with the Cardinals yesterday, and, and it seems like the conversation When I know a cat has a kid around my daughter's age.
1: Oh, here we go. We start go.
3: talking about how at three and a half years old, I'm sure your boys still do this, the ability for her to find my nuts. She could be 20 feet away from me and I could still feel her kick me in the nuts. Are your twins the same way?
10: It's like there's a nut magnet that we're born with as fathers. You know what I mean? Wait, wait, wait. Till they, what, you know, if there's a ball in the house, it's gonna find its way to my ball bag somehow, some way, somehow. If we are sitting there in bed and I'm watching TV, just really, just all calm and still, my daughter or my son will dive onto the bed strategically, straight onto my testes. And like you said, it's like there's just some sort of honing in device where the kids know, and you're going to get a couple knees to the sack when you're a parent. I'm telling you. It's just, it's just it comes to the territory.
2: Your personality is so effing awesome. No wonder <laughs> you've done so many things with TV and hosting so many events. Don't ever give any of this up. What, you are not getting older. You're getting younger. You're getting better.
10: Uh, you're very kind, and then I see him on the throwback tours, and I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. I'm getting a little older. But, uh, you know, listen, no one is more undeserving of the success that I've received than me. But I will say this, I've showed up, I remembered names, and I, and I had some good manners. And in Hollywood, that is a commodity still. Yeah. And uh, so I'm not going to get my uniform back until someone steals it from me. And I promise you, I say this all the time, people come up to me sometimes and, you know, they go, so you still doing the band thing? And I go, what do you mean, the most incredible career one could ever ask for? Yeah. I mean, do you come up and ask a dentist? Hey, you still doing that dentist thing at 49? Yeah, of course. And and believe me, Michael Jordan would be playing basketball right now in the NBA if he could. He would be. It's, It's in his blood. It's just, as a performer, it's in my blood. It's what we do. And thankfully... These songs that I sing don't require Mariah Carey six octave ranges. You know, it's kind of my speaking voice, and we were lucky to ride a few. So uh, I'm going to ride the train until it falls off. You don't have a choice. And I'm kind of a cockroach. I think people even were like, God, can't we get, get rid of this guy? No. This the highlights out of no. here
2: for once. <laughs> but hold on. Go back to what you were saying at the very beginning of this interview. So you just told us. That you don't deserve this, or you you feel like maybe you don't deserve as much success as you've had. I forget the exact words you used, but at the very beginning of the interview, you just explained how you worked your ass off to get to where you are, and you did it the hard way. So yes, you do deserve every ounce of success.
10: Well, that's, that's very sweet, of you and It was. You, no one could tell me you know anything. All I did was hear no in terms of trying to get oh, a record yeah. deal. And, and that's LA, for,
1: isn't it?
2: <laughs>
10: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's very, very you know, and if you can't hear no in, in any business, you're you're going to be in. Uh, you're going to be in for uh, or some trouble, and you know, you've got to put yourself out there. You know, mediocrity it never gets never gets criticized because it's not successful. You know, and, and you got to put yourself out there and take a chance. And I become, let's be honest, so every now and then I become the uh, '90s bullseye for a douchebag. I get it. You know, I I worked hard for that too. I did some pretty stupid things and had some pretty cookie highlights, which you'll see. Uh, in the throwback show, for sure, um, because it's either gray or highlights, and I'll take the highlights all day. It's either Seacrest or gray, so that's, 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 uh, that was an easy choice. Uh, but, yeah, no, I feel like this Divine Intervention came down and really wrapped its arms around me and the band, and, you know, we got lucky, but we did place ourselves to receive that luck, and that's what's important.
2: Absolutely.
10: I've never seen luck tap someone on the shoulder while they're watching uh, American Ninja Warrior.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Kenny, <laughs> you can relate to the hair thing. I mean, we do a couple TV gigs as well with sports, and yeah, Kenny, sure. you get your hair silvered up before some of your shoots. I don't, oh,
10: yeah. You might go little topics and put it in one of the ball spots where the uh, the lights hit you uh, the hardest, but that's a, that's an industry trade secret.
3: <laughs> you know, when I moved out to Los Angeles, Mark McGrath, Sugar Ray, 20-plus years ago, I hated the Dodgers, I hated the Lakers, and I still hate them as bad or even more, but I understand that you're a freaking hated blue.
10: Fan. Yeah, no, I love the Dodgers. I'm not afraid to say it, even on your show. I'm not because, <laughs> uh, you know, growing up in the '70s and really being cognizant kind of into baseball, and playing a lot. Ron Say, Davey Lopes, Tommy Lasorda, Rick Monday, uh, Fernando. Mania was taking over in the early '80s, and if you, you you had to get swept up in the Dodger phenomenon. And and listen, I'm from Orange County, California, where that's home of the uh, of the Angels. You know, so uh, all my friends are Angels fans, and I was kind of ostracized being a Dodger fan, but. I still I still believe blue, and they're having a heck of a season. And
2: but hold on, though, I was going through your Twitter timeline just earlier today. There's a another team that you might call the hated blue, and that's Kenny's team, them Cowboys.
3: Oh, come on, McGrath, what's up? I
2: can't
10: stand the Cowboys. That's really weird. I like you too. I you know, if, you know, it's a good gauge for me. Like if you don't like Howard Stern and you like the Cowboys, we're pretty much not going to get along. You know, <laughs> but I, I like you, so you're the anomaly with the Cowboys thing. I was walking through the Dallas airport last weekend, and. Uh, I thought I smelled something on the ground, you know? And it smelled like a baby's diaper, like it smelled so bad. And then I looked up and I saw the big Cowboys insignia, and it was their sports store right in the airport. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I took a photo of it and I got, boy, look at this. And uh, my Giants fans and friends get a kick out of that one.
2: Yeah, he said he thought someone sharted in the airport. That's exactly what I did. Th- I didn't
10: know we could say that on your show. But, yeah, oh, yeah. I thought someone actually sharked. I look around, and I saw, oh, it's the Cowboy Souvenir Store. There we go.
3: If you just pull off that freaking Magic Johnson jockstrap off your face, maybe you get away from that oh, shark.
10: <laughs> hey, you know what? That man's giving me a lot of rings, man. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not mad at the uh, the taste of his stink, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, yes, I just said
1: that. <laughs>
3: The one and only Mark McGrath in the Freak Nation. Caught up with him earlier. And, Statman, you may not be familiar with his music, but that dude, man, he's not a stand-up comic. He's a singer of a big-time rock band.
2: Yeah, but he also hosted E! Entertainment, gosh, for how many years?
3: That wasn't E! Entertainment. It was the other one. Was it? uh, One of those
2: entertainment shows, and he was brilliant on that, yeah. Wow. You know it now, Statman.
5: Now it was a, it was a I was listening to it laughing here. This was a that was a good interview and it goes back to what we were talking about last week about how smart some of these guys are yes. and we never we never give them credit because they're always just singing the same songs and laughing and have all these bad headlines but a lot of rock people are very smart people.
3: Mm-hmm. And when he says, "Man, I'm getting old. I'm almost 50."
5: <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't laugh at feel? that.
2: <laughs> Come I didn't on, laugh you're at... only as old as you feel. You're not. I didn't not laugh be
5: at cool. that at all. You know, you you talking about? No, no, I didn't laugh at that at all. Believe me.
3: <laughs> I'm almost 50. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Stop it.
3: Freak Nation. This hour we've had Robert Height, NHRA HRA Funny Car winner. From Charlotte, now your points leader, going on to Reading, I believe, next weekend.
1: Yes,
2: three races in a row. This like We talked about momentum in that Robert Hyde interview, and three races in a row, especially starting them off with, with a win, not too shabby.
3: Robert Hyde was here in the Freak Nation. Also, you just heard Mark McGrath. You miss any of this, you go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. And, again, affiliates, thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. You've listened to us on the iHeart app, the TuneIn app. Race talk radio or everywhere else in between, Atlanta, Dallas, Seattle, Phoenix. Thank you guys for being a part of the Freak Nation. Coming up next hour, his name is Joseph Newgarden. Yep, your Indy Car Series champion.
2: American.
3: Yeah, nothing. Nothing says American like me, like that than Joseph Newgarden. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it like a hick. Joseph Newgarden. No, say Joseph Newgarden. Joseph Newgarden, come on down, you German man. Okay. Tennessee Isn't boy. there a beer called Newgarden? Tennessee, New Tennessee boy. There is, isn't oh, there? Oh, there is. There is a city. come on down. Rock you like a hurricane.
2: Oh, man, what are we doing? <laughs> oh,
3: my God. <laughs> I've got to cling on to you like my
5: uterus. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> Hey Klaus, <laughs> I think Kenny's trying to mimic you, and it doesn't sound
3: good. <laughs> Klaus Minor. Klaus Minor, the Scorpions chose to do a great job, drumming man. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's that a problem, crashing your right Come on. Steve Freaks, Motorsports Radio, way to find.
7: Fall is the best time to feed your lawn with 10% off Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard fall weed and feed and fall lawn food at the Home Depot. Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard feeds your lawn to build strong, deep grass roots for winter when you need it most. So it'll be lush, green and beautiful next spring when you want it most. Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard fall weed and feed and fall lawn food. 10% off now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through October 4th.
6: Radio Network. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Speed freaks. Speed freaks. Speed freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Glass. What are we
2: doing for the Bachelorette Party? And
6: Step Man. I am serious. Here's the freaks.
3: Freak Nation second hour, Speed Freaks from Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you guys for hanging out. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Cat Spot. Cat Spot Litter, 100% organic cat litter delivered to your door, 15 bucks a month. For free, baby. Get rid of that old clay cat litter and get yourself 100% organic cat litter from Cat Spot.
2: Hey, uh, NHRA fans, you know that guy we had on last hour? His name is Robert Height. He's got Cat Spot on the back of his car. Yep. Just saying.
3: Stop killing the planet. Get yourself some Cat Spot Letter. letter. Catspotlitter.com. Coming up in 24 minutes, your IndyCar Series champion, Joseph Newgarden, will be here in the Freak Nation. Crasher. I'm going to get back to a comment that you made during the break in moments. But first, his name is Christopher Bell, ARCA Series winner from Chicago, also your points leader in the NASCAR Truck Series. He's going to join us this hour. More coming up with the, the Martin Truex win in Chicago. Again, the guy that's been... He's had the championship trophy in his hand since May.
2: No. Oh, no. It's incredible
3: no, what this guy's no. doing. The,
2: the, the way NASCAR's season started off with such parity, no, he did not. But the way he has come through the season, and, and he took the regular season, because we're in the playoffs now, he took the regular season title. So, yes, without question, right now he would be handed – the overall season trophy, but no, 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 no. He's got he's got nine more to go.
3: You know I can carry my 33, 34 pound daughter in one arm for maybe a couple of minutes before I start to get arm pump, and then switch over to the other arm and go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> but Statman Crasher just shared something with me during the break that the IndyCar Series race was caution free, and the yep. the caution free, the sheer fact. That these dudes, and the, the only reason I bring that up is my daughter's 34 pounds. These dudes are having to drive an indie car with no yellows. The only time crasher, if I, if I, if I'm hearing you correctly, that they could actually relax is when they had a pit stop.
2: Oh, without question, 85 laps, non-stop, <laughs> pulling, you know, different G's. I don't know what the G's are in the separate corners of Sonoma Raceway, but yeah, uphill, downhill, left turns, right turns. And sometimes you get a little somebody in your rearview mirror who's <laughs> putting on a little extra pressure. So yeah, it's this was a tough race. Sonoma is typically known for being difficult. I mean, it's not an easy road course, but drivers like it. But I don't think they like <laughs> caution free. That makes it that's a whole other element of hard.
3: Step man, this is course again is Sonoma with the undulation and all those twists and turns that Sonoma has.
5: It's an incredible racetrack. track. But I'm just sitting here thinking, crash, these guys aren't athletes, so why should they have to worry yeah. about it? <laughs>
2: right. So
5: so even if that. Simon Pagano gets out of the car and he he didn't say he didn't talk about the the yellow free race, but he said his arms were so tight he couldn't lift them up. That was a, the first line in his interview. So, yeah, I mean it not and everything that you mentioned plus acceleration plus deceleration braking and hairpin turns and the the stress of competing add all of that together i mean the, it's an incredible couple of hours that these guys had to go through it's phenomenal that they could get through it and still be sharp at the end of the race
2: and then with no yellows brings in the whole of backmarker drivers, because not everybody is driving the exact same lap speeds, lap times. So, yeah, then it's the moving chicanes of the backmarkers, <laughs> so it's, uh, which is uh, more twists and turns.
5: Yeah, that was another issue that uh, Paginot was talking about. He, was, he, he and uh, Newgarden... I think he came out of the pits right as Newgarden went by. I think that's the way it happened. But they came out together, and Newgarden went after him until Sindric got on the radio and said, hey, 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 we got bigger issues here. Let him go. And uh, he sat back and and let him go. But then Pagino said that they he was trying to get away, but the, the uh, back markers were slowing them both down. So, yeah, I mean, it was an, it was a great race, a good race for the championship because of our relationship with Dixon. I would have liked to have seen him get up in there and mix it up a little bit. But he did.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I kept watching <laughs> as we're getting ready for dinner because we're on the East Coast. I kept watching up at the board. I'm like, oh, Dixon, you just got all these damn Penske power cars all around you. That's tough. That's really, really tough. But yeah. Oh, who needs playoffs? Who needs yellow flags?
7: Speed
4: Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks.
3: Welcoming in our affiliates for the second hour Speed Freaks. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Atlanta. Over to Seattle. Down to Houston. Phoenix, we're there for you, man. Racetalkradio.com, iHeartRadio app, take it away from the Freak Nation. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up this hour, your IndyCar Series champion, Jaws' New Garden oh, from Tennessee. <laughs> your IndyCar Series champion, yes, your IndyCar Series champion will be joining us right about 25 after the hour. Also, Christopher Bell. ARCA Series winner from Chicagoland and your NASCAR Truck Series points leader. He's going to join us right around 40 past the hour. But first, is Crash Fat pit news and notes brought to you by good friends at Continental Tire. That's ContinentalTire.com for your sports car, your snappy little minivan, or a big old truck. You go to ContinentalTire.com. And, yes,
2: Kenny, you, Martin, you mentioned that the IndyCar series is now done. Motocross has been done for a couple of weeks. IndyCar is now done. Only thing left is the 2017 banquet, which we know gets typically pretty crazy. Simon Pagenaud taking the final win on the season. Yes, doubling up. He won Sonoma last year. But even with the double points this year, it was not enough to dethrone his teammate, Joseph Newgarden. Kenny just said it. He's going to be joining us in just about 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, caution free. We're going to be talking to him about that. NASCAR began their playoffs in Chicagoland Speedway. It actually started the weekend with the ARCA race. Christopher Bell, another guy we're having coming up this hour. Christopher Bell winning ARCA. Johnny Sauter winning the trucks. Justin Allgaier winning the Xfinity Series. And Martin Truex Jr. taking the first win of the Cup playoffs and guaranteeing himself a spot in round two. NHRA raced in Charlotte. It was the Carolina Nationals. These are your winners. Doug Kalitta, Robert Hight, Tanner Gray, Eddie Kraywick. They're all moving on to Reading, Pennsylvania next weekend. Three races in a row to kick off NHRA Drag Racing's playoffs. But the weekend began with Formula One, the Singapore Grand Prix, and it started with rain. It started with a big old crash at the beginning of the race. But everything worked out just fine for your eventual winner, Lewis Hamilton.
3: Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about that. Statman Scat coming up this hour as well that goes a little deeper in regards to the Formula One race. It's like you can't get out of the Singapore race without there being some type of Storm around that track. It's incredible. It could be. You are so- right,
2: yeah. It, it's almost like every year, of the past however many years, at least, what, eight? Yeah. It rains.
3: It's greatness. So can your, Statman, your Statman scat coming up. And more about Martin Truex and what's incredible and in how he's doing it. Speed Freaks Pips. Motorsports Radio
1: redefined.
9: No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer.
3: What's up? It's Kenny Sargent. For my motorsports
2: Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to catspotlitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic Catspot Litter. It's made of 100% coconut. It's long-lasting. It eliminates odors and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free Delivery. Hello. Look, unlike old dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, cat spot litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your cat spot litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it. It contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor eliminating, and just fifteen bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com.
3: The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra high performance summer tire. Tested to the by championship winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Introducing
0: Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live content Coverage, behind-the-scenes action and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Dispain hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight.
6: You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio. Redefine. <laughs>
3: Coming up in 13 minutes, Joseph Newgarden, your IndyCar Series champion, will be here in the Freak Nation. Where did he finish in the race, Crasher? Second. So, Salma Passiona wins at Sonoma.
2: Yep, two years in a row.
3: Now, how far did did you do the math? How far back Joseph Newgarden had to finish? For Simon Pagino to be able to win another championship.
2: Unfortunately, I watched this race on mute. Statman, do you know that? I don't. I think because of this being a double points race, I think fourth would have hurt him.
5: But he I'm had to. Sure, yeah, it was it was back fairly far. I don't know the exact oh, really? number okay. myself, but uh, Pagino finished second in the championship, and I think uh, Dixon finished fourth. I I I don't remember who finished third.
2: So power third.
5: Probably Power third, yeah. The, it was Pagano, New Garden, Power, Dixon. I think that's what the the top four. Uh, the the Penske cars were on the podium.
3: You look at what Penske has done through specifically when it comes to IndyCar, uh, open wheel. It's it, it's unimaginable the championships, the race wins. That Roger Pinsky is a. Ch- There's not a sports coach or team out there that you could compare, Statman, to Roger pinski do you think? Is there?
5: No, I don't think so. I think this was his 15th uh, championship uh, in IndyCar. And Crash, how many Indy 500s has he won? He's up to like 16 or 14. something, isn't he? 14? What? Roger Pinsky's won that many?
3: That's Indy 500s?
2: I mean, when when you field,
3: you know, three or four cars, I understand that. But holy smokes. He's the
2: man. He's the captain for a reason. There is a reason why when he's walking out of the garages of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, talking about Roger Penske, why there is a group of people that stands there every day of the month of May, and he walks by and they go, hell, Caesar.
5: (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: just what they do.
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to show you his attention to detail, he would have a guy show up at the speedway when they would spend all month there up to you know a few years ago, they would spend all month and his job was solely to shine the wheels on the haulers so that the haulers would look as good as they can. That's his attention to detail at one time. Uh, Pinsky Enterprises, or whatever his corporate entity is known as, uh, Pinsky was the number one ticket buyer at the Long Beach Grand Prix. He was the one who started the idea of rewarding people in the company and potential uh, customers the chance to come to the race. And he's told me that the idea was... If if they if I show them a good time and show them how hard we work on Sunday, when my salespeople show up on Tuesday, they'll have a spot on the shelf for my goods.
3: And even if you look at the the numbers that are broken down and again, I'm going back to my original question with you, Statman for Roger Pinsky. I cannot maybe you could go back to some soccer clubs. Championships and domination that they've had.
5: Maybe like the original, the, not the original, but the Celtics of the '60s. That's the first thing that comes to my mind when they won uh, the consecutive what eleven of fourteen championships. Uh, that's the only kind of domination that I could think of that he has had uh, that that compares anything remotely close to Penske and IndyCar.
3: Got it. I mean, you got you got to, you know what, Statman? You got to go back to the free, free, You know what it is? It's damn uh, Harlem Globetrotters. That's what it is. Roger Pinsky is the Harlem Globetrotters of IndyCar. That's how many damn championships he's won. Speaking of championship, here's your championship driver, Joseph Newgarden, here in the Freak Nation. And maybe you haven't heard this before, Joseph. Enjoy for a little bit, man. Hey, yeah, man, Joseph Newgarden. How's that party going on right about now with that championship, you bastard?
13: You know, we haven't started yet, but I'm sure it's going to be crazy here in a little bit.
2: You're in wine country. I expect you to down every magnum of champagne that you can find.
13: I, You know, I don't know what is in store for us, but we've got enough clever guys in the race team that uh, I'm sure something crazy is going to get sorted out. <laughs>
2: clever yeah who was your was it your crew chief who was it today that was taking like two thousand selfies in victory lane i don't even think you were in them you're the driver (laughs) i think he was just more proud of himself in victory lane
13: (laughs) i don't know you know i mean they look these guys work so hard for this that it's uh it's obviously a special moment when whenever we're able to do these type of things like win races win championships it just doesn't it doesn't happen overnight it takes a whole year and a lot of work and you know these guys deserve it they're the best of the best and I can't thank yeah, not only my guys in my car, but, but all the other um, cars that, that are on Team Penske. It's, it's really a group effort. I don't just say that to say it. It's, they operate differently than any other race team, and it's, uh, it's been a big team effort today to get this done.
3: Freak Nation, his name's Joseph Newgarden. I can't tell you how many races he's won this year, a whole hell of a lot more importantly. He won the championship for 2017 season in IndyCar Series, Joseph Newgarden. And Joseph Crasher shared something with me that I didn't know. I didn't know that this was a caution-free race and how every one of the drivers including yourself were talking about really how heavy your arms felt how tired your upper body was did winning the championship help you get rid of that feeling of holy smokes how can i end up walking out of this car
13: yeah it was kind of a crazy deal um you know sonoma is one of our most difficult physically and, um, you know, trying to make it and survive 85 laps isn't easy. Um, but, you know, we, we had enough to get it done today. I mean, you have to. Well if you've you got a shot at winning the championship, you're not going to fall out of the seat in the race car uh, on that day. So uh, we worked hard. I can tell you that. It was, it was very physical. Uh, I was pretty drained afterwards. I haven't slept very well the week up to it. So uh, I'm, I'm happy it's over with, and, and we can move on to the offseason now.
2: How did you not sleep well? What was, what was the one thing in your mind that would not allow you to pass out?
13: Uh, you know, I just always kept dreaming about the the, the final race, and uh, not in a bad way. It just, you know, my mind just wouldn't let me stop playing scenarios out. So it was always tough to sleep um, when you're constantly thinking about, you know, what you want to do, what you want to do differently. It's just, you know, I think it's 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 just hard to tune it out sometimes, even even if you want to.
2: Yeah. Joseph Newgard New might be and... a good sponsor for you. <laughs> just saying, yeah. sorry, yeah. step in. <laughs>
5: Joseph Newgarden, the IndyCar champion for 2017. How long did it take when you're in the helmet and you're in the car and maybe the last lap, how long did it take you to get the tears when you thought of all the work that your dad, your parents, your family has done in the background to take you to all those kart races and to get you to build a foundation for today? You
13: know, It was a little delayed, actually. It wasn't until I got back and was given an interview and you know, really, just sunk in everything that that has been put in to to get us to this point, and it's just a lot of work. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I think there's so many people out there that want to know about racing and how you get involved and how it all works, and it's difficult. I mean, you really got to put everything into it, and you got to have a lot of help. A lot of people got to got to give you help to get here at at this point, and you know, it starts with my parents. They they enabled me to do it. They gave me everything they had um, to get to this point. And there was a lot of other people along the way. So, uh, you know, once I started thinking about that in the interview process, it just, it definitely hit me. You know, it's, it's, a, it's such a crazy achievement when you start to think about it.
5: And how long is it going to take you to grab somebody by the throat when they say it's about time an American won the thing? Of all the craziness, Americans are, have become so strong in global racing how long is it gonna take you to grab somebody when they throw that in your face?
13: Well, oh, it's a good thing, man. You know, I mean people will be uh you know, people will be happy about it for sure. So it's 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 tough to get shots in racing. You know, it's been especially tough in open world racing, you know, I think over the last um, couple of years, you know, Americans have had a had a hard time, you know, trying to trying to, you know, put their presence out again. But it's uh it's coming. You know, there's been a there's a lot of good guys in the system right now. I think there's a lot of bright spots to look at, so You've definitely got guys to root for. Um, you know, the good thing is we run against the best of the best in, in the Verizon IndyCar series and, and we need to continue that. We need to have the best American talent doing well, um, but we also want to race the best from around the world because if you weren't, it wouldn't mean as much.
5: Joseph, you still there? you still with us?
13: Yeah, you guys yeah. got
5: me? Oh, cool. Yeah. The, the, you've mentioned a couple of times, and each I want to get this to you. You've mentioned a couple of times about Penske doing it, doing it differently. How does the Penske team back behind the curtain, how do they do it differently than everybody else? You've driven for other teams. This is your first year with Penske. How is this different?
13: You know, I think the biggest thing is they—they just—they operate as a team more so than I've ever, I've ever seen before. You know, they—they they have four cars that they put out every weekend, and you know, they're four of the best cars on the track. And you know, normally, if you're on the two car, you work with you know a group of two car people, or you're on the twelve car, you work with a group of twelve car people. But when you go back to the factory and and you you see the cars, and they all get kind of blown apart from every weekend. Every single crew guy it doesn't matter what car you're on; they're touching every race car. So it's it's just really fascinating to to see that. You don't I've never seen that before in any other team the way they operate. So it's it's fun to be a part of that. You know, everyone kind of has their hand in something, and uh, it just makes it more special. Um, you know, when it when it's everyone involved in it.
2: What's the worst thing though? Joseph Newgarden, IndyCar 2017 IndyCar champion, joining us here in the Freaks Pits. What is the worst thing though that Roger Penske makes you do? Because he is a button-down organization. Is it the white pressed shirts, or is it uh, you, know, you kind of got to be manicured on the head?
13: You know, I don't honestly I, nothing. I don't know. I don't. I don't really have any complaints. So uh, that's a good thing. You know, I, they, they don't do anything that is difficult for us, or at least you know more, too demanding. They they take great care of us, and it's uh, it's the coolest guy to work for us, is Roger.
3: His name is Joseph Newgarden, your 2017 IndyCar Series champion. Wrapped it up there in Sonoma this afternoon. Have you received any calls, any surprise calls or texts from anybody that you didn't expect to hear from? You, uh, you know, I don't know
13: yet. I haven't, I, I haven't looked at my phone, to be honest with you. We've been so busy. Oh. Um, I haven't even had a chance to pick up my phone yet, so I'm not, I'm not sure, to be honest with you.
2: So you don't know, then, that you've already been called out as being a Spice Girls fan from fellow driver James Hinchcliffe.
13: I I didn't know that. That sounds very much like James though. That that makes a lot of sense. He would he would call me that.
2: Yeah, what he said something like, Oh yeah, to coin a certain lyric from from Newgarden's favorite British pop nineties band, going from number two to number one was never so easy or something like that.
3: Oh.
13: <laughs> yeah James, ah, James Hinch, he's, right? He's always, he's always making jokes at James and
3: <laughs> which, which which spice girl is your favorite? Oh come on. Joseph.
13: Um, I'll go with Sporty Spice. Why not? You know, I'm into sports, so that 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 works for me.
2: Okay, hold on. Are you a Titans fan?
13: Um, you know, not as much. I was more, I'm more a Predators fan than a Titans fan. Uh, you know, I grew up going to hockey games more than I, I did football games. But, um, I, you know, when I moved to Indianapolis, I started following the, Col- the Colts more and more. So, you know, shamefully, being
3: a Nashville guy, I'm probably more a Colts fan than a Titans guy. So yeah,
2: Indy's like the second home for IndyCar. That's okay. Drivers.
3: That's, that's how you roll. Hey, Newgarden, we know a lot <laughs> of folks are clawing for you to get you on their shows. Thanks for taking time out and joining us in the Freak Nation. Good luck to you in the off season and settling down to get some sleep, Holmes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. Joseph Newgarden, your IndyCar Series champion.
2: Champion.
3: Joining us here in the Freak Nation.
2: Yeah, we need to get Roger Penske on the line and, yeah, get Ambien. Ambient sponsor for the team might help. That's Kenny. You know all about that.
3: You know when I was driving to the Colts game this afternoon, Statman, oh no. I thought I might have taken an Ambient instead of that little 88 milligram aspirin that I take every day because they're similar. Oh no! Although, I mean, I am, I'm a little <laughs> damn too tired right now than I normally, typically should be. I think I was just, I think I was just mentally debriefing
1: the
5: freak nation doesn't know that no. their
1: patient of that <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've had that fear man that I was gonna because again the, like every wise man out there to you're you asked by your doctor to take one of those small milligrams of aspirin every damn day but damn it it kind of looks like Miami, and, and I know one of these days I'm going to pop that damn thing and think, what the hell's going on? and start seeing, you know, pink snakes and flying balloons attached to zebra butts flying around because that's what Amie would do to if you tried to stay awake through it, man.
5: Hey, it's some of those hooch and chews, <laughs> you were seeing those anyway. <laughs>
3: yeah, Freak Nation, I had this party once on. a year, maybe sometimes twice a year, depending on if I was fired from a job or not, called Hooch and Chew. The hooch, of course... <laughs> was the drink and the chew was the food it had no significance of what we ate or drank it just is what we called and we called the party and from time to time there were people at the bottom of the pool we thought they were dead but they were just down there doing (laughs) things that they shouldn't be doing and there were times that some big dudes that weighed about 350 pounds and former oakland Raiders football players they were climbing telephone poles threatening to jump into the pool
5: Yep. And there were a couple that did, didn't they? Off the roof of the house, yep. they would jump into the pool. And oh, some yeah. four year old kid was leading. The... Remember that one year this four year old <laughs> oh, kid was leading the crew? Uh, he, <laughs> okay. was, he was From yeah, your roof? Yeah, we, we knew he was already part of Metal Militia at
3: four years old. <laughs> oh,
1: gotcha. <laughs> oh, man.
3: Oh. oh, Freak Nation. I got three names. Motorsports fans, I'll make even four names that played a significant role in Martin Truex's win today, and you'll have no idea who they are. I explain next. Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening,
6: my fellow citizens.
5: They haven't talked about Formula Drift much, but that doesn't mean the series isn't growing. Good evening, my fellow citizens. Several drivers started Sunday Singapore Grand Prix like their hair was on fire. Sebastian Vettel and Max Verstappen were on the front row when the green flag fell. Daniel Ricciardo and Kimi Raikkonen were on row two. Vettel, Verstappen, and Raikkonen launched toward the first turn. The three came together, sending cars spinning and flying. Fernando Alonso, who'd passed five cars at the start, wound up in the middle of the chaos and eventually had to retire. In the middle of all of this was a wet track from a rainstorm right before the start. Lewis Hamilton came out the big winner he started fifth and dodged everything to find himself in first place by lap four he stayed there in front of ricardo to win the race and jump from three to 28 points up in his championship fight with vettel in singapore during the two hours of the race there were some funny radio transmissions drivers were telling their crew to leave them alone or from one driver a Kurt shut up when the engineer was trying to tell him something about the car's performance apparently an evening shower in the streets of singapore will do that to you Peace. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Way to find.
3: This segment brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil. You log on to, to lucasoil.com to find the righteous lube for your righteous ride. You got yourself a snowmobile. You got yourself a four-cycle 450. You got yourself a 67 Chevrolet Camaro. They got the lube for your ride. Uh, let me see. Let me give you some famous names from the PGA Tour. Uh, Statman, are you familiar with Ray Black II or maybe uh, Gray Galding? Well, what about Brett Ye- Moffitt, Statman?
5: Yeah, I had breakfast with him this morning.
3: Did you?
2: Wait, wait why does <laughs> the name Brett Moffat sound familiar? That's a NASCAR name.
3: What about Timmy Hill?
2: Yeah, that's a NASCAR name, too. Are you, are you, what are you, You're not reading golf names. You're reading NASCAR. Uh, I'm, I'm
3: not, but you could have fooled me. Uh, coming in, uh, you start from 40th place today. Chicago was oh. Ray Black the second. Oh. Timmy Hill at 39. Gray Galding at 38.
2: I would not have known that name.
3: Brett Moffitt at 37. Yep. You know yet. this last name, Corey LaJoy. Mm-hmm. Then you got Cole Witt, Jeffrey Earnhardt, Eric Jones, Reed Swords. So you're starting to get into names that you recognize. But again. When you see these names next year running in the 40th, 39th, 33rd, and you're not seeing a Matt Kenseth or Kurt Busch, uh-huh. I really think you will. But at the same time, it, uh, uh, these guys are making crazy money off their contracts right now. And if they intend to run anywhere close to what they did this year in their next contract, they're not going to be in 37th spot. It's it's where we are. What kinda of, I'm curious, what kind of money is let's say well, a Ryan Blaney making now versus a Matt Kinsey.
2: Okay, well Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Eric Jones these guys are the other new generation you might be able to put kyle larson in there still they're the new generation and they're the ones that yeah are taking the much smaller contracts to get these rides and that is a reason why matt kenseth is out eric jones is in next year in matt kenseth's current ride matt kenseth is out and it could be very much a money thing or a young gun thing i can't stand that term but it is used ad nauseum and it needs to be used in this case as well
3: Statman, you look at a guy like Martin Truex Jr., who you know damn well was not making the kind of cake that Dale Earnhardt Jr. or Matt Kenseth or even I, I would say a Kyle but- he's not Kevin ma- Harvick. Kevin Harvick. He's not making that kind of cake, but is has it on kill at this point. So that's that's an aberration, wouldn't you say?
5: Yeah, I think it's an aberration. I think the the larger issue might be that he is it's gonna it, he's not gonna get the, the big money. now I'm, I'm hesitating here because several things are trying to come out at once. Maybe he'll get a larger percentage if he wins a championship. maybe he'll get a larger percentage of the mm. six million dollars or whatever that final check is going to be than some of the other guys who got their money up front, and maybe maybe uh, uh, guys like Truex and some of these other people had to you know, take it on performance and get a larger percentage of the back end. Uh, and if that's the case, I hope he gets every dime that he's due because I really like the guy and I like the way they're
6: working.
3: Freak Nation, coming up next, Christopher Bell, one of those young guns that Crasher doesn't like, meaning the oh, name. Yeah. But he's a big time winner next Speed Freaks Pits, and Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio,
0: redefined.
3: Grab it and hold on tight. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance summer tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks
9: looking for more performance out of your car or truck looking to do it without breaking the bank then look no further than Lucas octane booster just one little bottle can increase the boost from your turbocharger while promoting a clean fuel burn for lower emissions Lucas octane booster is a genuine engine performance enhancer that is safe for turbos oxygen sensors and catalytic converters it stops the knocks while raising mpg and high compression engines not bad from one little red
2: bottle Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to CatspotLitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic Catspot Litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs five pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello? Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it. It contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor
5: eliminating,
2: and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com.
5: Are you tired of all the hassles that come with just shining your tires? Introducing the No Mess Tire Dressing Applicator. No mess on the rim, no harmful chemicals on your hands. Simply spray your favorite dressing on the specially formulated foam and apply with precision. Then store it away in its own unique case for quick and easy cleanup. Get four No Mess Applicators now for only $9.99 at BuyNoMess.com.
6: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Time, love, Get
3: back at Speed Freaks for the Sunday night. Look at all... I, I think you guys have been a part of it. We're there for you on Twitter and, of course, on Facebook and the website, speedfreaks.tv. It's his first time here in the Freak Nation, so what does he do? He's out there on those general tires and wins at Chicagoland in the ARCA race, where I believe you had yourself a top five last year in ARCA. Christopher Bell joined the Freaks. Of course, you know him from the Xfinity Series, the NASCAR Truck Series. Watching those final two or three laps, Christopher, it seems like those ARCA cars are so freaking loose that you got to be thinking, what the hell do I have underneath this hood? Because it was a wild last couple of laps.
14: Yeah, it it worked out really well for me. Whenever we were able to leave our tires laying, whenever everyone else took tires about the halfway mark, I knew we were going to be in good shape if the yellow were were to come out later in the race. But, man, the laps kept ticking by, ticking by, ticking by, and I thought we were going to be in trouble. And, thankfully, there was a yellow with five or six to go there where we were able to put our tires on and, uh, have a green-white checkered, and have a shot at it.
3: You know, Christopher Bell, your Arca Series winner from Chicagoland this weekend, of course you're from the NASCAR Trucks and Infinity Series. When you hop from these it, from the General Tires to the Goodyear Tires, is there much of a change for you in the different series?
14: Uh, honestly, I don't feel like I have enough experience to tell you um, the big differences. I, they, they all feel a little bit unique in their own ways, but the Arctic cars are so much different than the Xfinity cars of the truck. It's hard to decipher what's, what's car, what's body, what's arrow, what's tire. Uh, so they're all just unique in their own ways. And it's hard to be able to – it's hard for me to decipher what the differences are in the tires. Um, but, you know, I've, I'm just really lucky and thankful that I get to drive for the, all the great car owners that I do with Kyle Busch Motorsports, Venturini Motorsports, and Joe Gibbs Racing. They gave me – or they give me excellent equipment every time I hit the racetrack, and it allows me to to
3: do my job. You know, if a lot of folks saw that finish, they saw that Venturini, the the, the excitement out of that entire team and the significance of the win in Chicago. I didn't realize this, that that's Venturini Motorsports, the roots of Venturini Motorsports. So now I see the significance of that win.
14: Yeah, it was really special for me to be able to pick up a win for them at Chicago. And I believe it was their first one of the year, too. So that was really really special for... Uh, them as well to be able to, to get their first one of the year, especially at their home track, like you mentioned. Uh, they're a fun group to race with, and it's just uh, it's an honor
2: to drive for them. You know, it's such a, a bizarre weekend, Christopher Bell, when you've got the win in ARCA and then I'm seeing later on you talking about how you feel like you let your Kyle Busch Motorsports team down when it comes to trucks. So it, what? It, how can you celebrate a win when it is so up and down?
14: Yeah, it's tough, man. That's what's really tough about our sport is that you lose a lot more than you win and thankfully running the arca race i was able to kind of steal one i feel like we had a 10th place car somewhere around that range and we were able to out strategize people and, and grab a win and then on uh, on friday night in the truck race i felt like i had a first place car and i didn't win so that was uh it stung a little bit actually it stung a lot whenever i didn't win the truck race because i felt like our truck was really strong and, and i should have won the race with it uh, but you know, you win some, you lose some, and um, just thankful that I was able to drive for entering Motorsports, and we were able to win.
2: How much does it sting, though? When yeah, okay, you had a great truck, and of course we're talking about the truck series right now, and you didn't win the race, but you won the regular season points, and that can only be good news heading into the playoffs. You are the man to beat there.
14: That was kind of helped soften the blow a little bit, but it was really frustrating to to let a race get away like that. I think all of my, my team was really disappointed that we didn't win. And uh, it really killed the emotion of winning the regular season championship because we had such a great opportunity to win the race and it slipped away from us. But uh, whenever we go into the following weeks, we'll be really thankful that we were able to capitalize on the regular season championship and move on and, trying to win some more races.
5: Christopher Bell I'm going to question you on this idea that you don't have experience you're a midget champion you've won turkey night you've won the chili bowl you've raced Xfinity stock cars and now you are driving in the truck series.
14: Yeah well the big thing for me is that I grew up dirt racing and that's what I know the best and I'm still relatively new to this to the pavement side of things so that's where uh, my lack of experience comes in and um, especially running these, these bigger tracks. you know. Thankfully, I've been able to run the truck series for a couple of years now, so I'm getting more experience, but uh, I'm still relatively new to the pavement side of things.
5: So, Christopher, what does help you learn a little bit better? Trucks are so different than anything else you've driven. They're so different than stock cars and certainly different than all your experience in dirt.
14: That's a really good point there. The trucks are so totally opposite of everything else that we drive. Uh, in motorsports because they're so dependent and the the way the air affects the trucks whenever you're in traffic when you're out of traffic is totally different than what it would an arca car or an Xfinity car or even a cup car for that matter. So it's it's tough to be able to bounce back and forth, but once you get the feel for it, you know it's just kind of like riding a bike. you realize and understand that hey I'm in an arca car tonight or I'm in a truck tonight or I'm in an Xfinity car today and uh, you just kind of go from race to race and make sure that you um, use all your tools that you have available to you and study study going into a race and make sure that you're prepared for uh, the event coming up, and that's all you can do.
3: Freak Nation, his name is Christopher Bell. If you're a Dirt fan, you probably know this guy. He wins the 2017 Chili Bowl that, of course, took the place of Kyle Larson with Keith Koontz, Motorsports and the USAC Racing. And I believe was it 2013 you won the USAC National Midget Champion. So watching what you're doing in the ARCA, the Truck Series, of course your points leader in the Truck Series, is synonymous with Kyle Larson and what he's done to move so quickly into the Cup Series and not dominate but actually run for the championship. You can talk from that point of view that really it is important to be able to wheel a car from dirt to the tarmac, whether it's a road course or a super speedway. It's important that you know all the disciplines. I feel like
14: that's the key ingredients to be able to make somebody great. You can be you can be good and run a single car and and become good in that division. But what makes a great race car driver is the adaptability to be able to drive anything anywhere. And I feel like that's something that Larson has proved to everybody. And not only Larson, but Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart, they kind of paved the way way back when. And uh, you know Larson was. Another guy that come up and was really successful doing it, and I've, I've tried to follow in his footsteps.
5: We ask this of drivers all the time, Christopher Bell. If everything was equal and you got paid equal money for racing in World of Outlaws, NASCAR Cup, sprint cars, anything, all was equal, which one would you want to run in?
14: I wish there was a series that took a whole bunch of group of drivers and raced them in a cup car Friday night, a sprint car Saturday night, and a midget Sunday. I feel like that would be the the true race car driver test. And that would be the the ideal situation to be able to do everything all the time and just bounce back and forth between all the disciplines of motorsports. Maybe one day we might see that, but, um, that that's my dream goal, to be able to be competitive in everything that I drive and, and race for wins every time I hit the racetrack.
2: You know, I didn't hear you mention an IndyCar car on Sunday night and then a Red Bull air race, you know, you know, just a plane. It's no big deal, on Monday. And then maybe a top-field dragster on Tuesday, okay? Yeah, I,
14: I <laughs> guess that's just so far out there that I, <laughs> I didn't ever really think of it. But I'm I mean, kidding.
2: I've never an Indy car
14: or a rallycross car or anything, but, you know, that's just kind of not in – or not really in my area, I guess, so to speak. So
3: it's so far-fetched that I didn't think about it.
2: I'm just kidding you. You're, you're probably like, okay, baby steps, Crash, baby steps. Right.
3: <laughs> Christopher Bell joining Speed Freaks of the Lucas Oil Studios, your ARCA Series winner, running on those general tires. Last one for you is we've had Thoreau in here a number of times with his wins in the ARCA Series, and we've talked about all the disciplines that he's won on, specifically yeah. in the ARCA Series, whether it was – the dirt mile in illinois or a super speedway or even a road course don't you think arca kind of represents with what you're hoping to be someday yeah they do they do a really great
14: job of having like you said the dirt the dirt track the road course the super speedways the short pavement track so they've got a lot of different forms of uh tracks that they go to on the schedule and i believe they have some sort of point fund or something that they collect points from the dirt race and the all the different kinds of racetracks but so that's really cool that they acknowledge that and uh, the arca deal is definitely strong right now they've got a lot of a, a lot of good cars following the schedule
3: and it's good to see freak nation his name is christopher bell follow him on twitter more importantly watch him in the trucks it's a little bit of part-time the xfinity series and of course with the arca series a big win this weekend in chicagoland hey bell man good luck to you in the trucks buddy thank you for doing this yeah thank you not, not,
1: much
10: much motorsport. Motorsport.
4: not much motorsports.
1: Not much Helio oh. or Helio. Not
2: not, 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 not. Well, not only much, that. much, much,
1: much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. The
2: douchebags. Most. Not much motorsports.
1: <laughs> freaks.
2: Not much motorsports.
1: <laughs> well,
3: if this comes as a surprise to you, Freak Nation, then... Maybe you need to go back to bed. Champion <laughs> Greyhound. <laughs> a champion greyhound tests positive for cocaine. Yeah, according to the New York Daily News, he's a real Pablo Escobar. Officials say one of Ireland's top racing greyhounds has tested positive for cocaine. The BBC reports that Clumbrian Hero, or Clumbrian Hero, who took first place at the Irish Laurels final in Cork, also managed to score top marks on not one, but three separate drug tests. Traces of the band, the sheer fact that. You have to ban cocaine, that you even have to put that in your rules. Uh, you know what? Cocaine's not good for your damn dog. Traces of the banned substance were discovered in Con Bryan's hero's urine. What What do you do? Do you go into his kennel, his house, and say, here you go, son? What do you say? How do you get urine from a dog? <laughs> how do you think about it, Stad.
2: Well, if it's a male dog, it's got to be a lot easier than a female dog. I mean, you just...
3: You tell me how!
2: You follow them around with a bowl, and when they go to lift their leg, you put a bowl there.
12: (laughs) I don't know.
2: Or you insert something into their bladder and siphon it out.
12: I don't know.
5: You know, there's something. Another time in my life, I used to go to Tijuana to bet on the dogs, and one of the things that we learned from the – Another thing that we learned from reading the the, the betting form was that if you if the male dog was following a female dog, that you had a better shot at that dog being faster than I bet even cocaine would have been.
3: Well, maybe that's the OG when it came to sniffing sniffing cocaine in in the other dog's bladder. Dogs have a nose for everything, man would be hilarious yeah. if a –
2: So a dog would out another dog yeah, as being say, a cokehead?
3: Well, yeah. Those dogs you see at the airport, he outs another damn dog.
2: I smell coke in you. I
5: swear. That is greatness. <laughs> That's the line of the night. <laughs> right? So you got whistle-blowing dogs now.
3: You snitch it on me, man.
5: I see you got you got a female snitch would have a whole different understanding.
3: I'm not going to the police. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, ain't telling, ain't snitching.
5: Nope. That's that's cool. That that is that one of the lower paragraphs in the story. (laughs) Uh,
3: The dog trainers, the dog's trainer. Claims the substance was ingested by accident.
5: Of course.
3: Yeah, yeah that's,
5: right, that's, gotta... what the, that's what the guy said uh, in the uh, NFL when he was sent home for PEDs. He said, how did that get in there? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: that test. Test my B sample because clearly that's a mistake. Okay. I got some nurses that don't really test. This is an interesting story. Five Denver Health Medical Center nurses were disciplined for admiring a patient, parts of the patient, after he had gone on to meet his maker. According to KMGH, several health workers had helped themselves to a peek at a deceased man's penis, at one point, going so far as to open a body bag to view his parts. Staff members viewed the victim while he was incapacitated, including after he was deceased. Yeah, not cool. And this went on from March 3rd. Okay, so this went on for a week. Why would you do that? I mean, if he's well endowed, okay, but none of the nurses were fired. Just saying.
3: What are you? What are are you gonna be fired for? I mean, the guy was dead. You interrupted his trip to.
2: They continually opened his body bag to look at his genitals. That's not normal. And dead genitals too. Come on.
3: I mean, yeah, I, I need some. De- Listen, you got to be demented enough to freaking handle cadavers.
2: No, if that's your job.
3: Yeah. What? How do you, I, Crasher? I don't know. It, it. It. Is it a fireball offense that you watch? You look. How, imagine going in front of the judge. Uh, yes. Your Honor, we looked at a man's genitals. Okay, well, I'm sure he took offense to it, right? Uh, no, he was dead.
1: Oh. Okay.
2: See me in the back room. We will discuss this further.
3: Yeah. What are you gonna do? I mean, imagine that going to court. I mean, Statman's had his share of court time. in some incredible cases that he's. Tijuana. Covered in Tijuana.
5: Yeah, you know, you never know what Statman has been into.
3: <laughs> Freak Nation, it was a huge show tonight. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Robert Height, NHRA Funny Car winner was in here. Joseph Newgarden, your IndyCar Series champion. Christopher Bell running on those general tires for the Arca Series was in here. And Mark McGrath, missed any of it. Go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. But first, remember to shoot the juice of the moose and Statman
5: Cut it loose.
2: Yep. Not his, though. the gas will knock your fire aside.
1: Steve
6: Freaks, Motorsports Radio, way to find. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today